The following podcast is brought to you by Pathways Church. Thanks for joining us for this message from our weekend service. We exist to lead people into a growing relationship with Christ. If you have any questions or even a story to share about how God is moving in your life, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at info at pathwayschurch.us. Thanks for listening, and we pray that God's Word will enrich your journey today. You know, tonight I just uh, want to share a thought, a brief devotional, and actually I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preach this to you guys, to the worship team, and uh, to everybody in the room, and everybody online. This is going to be like one big living room. Is that cool? Okay? Can we do that? And so I, uh, I've always felt in my heart that Good Friday should be taken very seriously. But just because it's serious doesn't necessarily mean that it needs to be somber. Serious means that we give serious consideration to this evening, to the impact of this evening. That's why in just a little while, we're going to take the bread and the cup or something as simple as a cracker. And, and what matters most is what those elements symbolize. They symbolize, right, the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. And Really, if you're new to faith or if for our kids and our students, that's what tonight is all about. Tonight is, is all about celebrating the death of Jesus Christ because Jesus came and he healed people. He physically healed a lot of people, but that wasn't the primary reason why he came. He came and he preached and, oh, Jesus was an amazing teacher. He had such passion and conviction and authority. I mean, he was so simple that kids could understand his teaching and yet so deep that the religious seminary students were just confused by what he was saying. I mean, he was just that good. It was a mind-blown emoji every time that he stood up and he preached, right? Uh, He just, he was amazing. But that wasn't the purpose that he came to fulfill. The purpose that he came to fulfill, the main reason that he came to this earth was to die. And you know, for most of us, I think we'd like to skip to Sunday, right? We'd like to skip to Sunday and break out the pastels and, you know, Easter and the... The Easter bunny and, and the Easter eggs, you know, my favorite are the uh, Reese's peanut butter eggs. I love those. Anybody with me? Yeah. I saw some in the back room. I'm probably going to eat 16 of them on Resurrection Sunday. It's like my favorite. Um, and yet I think when we have this temptation to skip to Sunday, we miss because we must have faith for Friday. And that's kind of what I want to title my message, this little devotional thought. I want to title it Faith for Friday. Faith for Friday. Like we have to have faith for Friday. Now, I don't know if you know this, but where I'm going to bring this thought from tonight on Good Friday is actually from Resurrection Sunday. And you might be thinking, well, well, why? Well, it's going to make sense in a moment, so just stay with me. But I don't know if you know, the disciples, they were caught off guard. It was so unexpected that Jesus would rise from the dead. They were so, like, they, they couldn't even believe that. And yet, what is so 
I never got that. It was so confusing to me because after all, Jesus told them that was what he was going to do. Listen to what he said to them in Mark chapter 9. He said, the Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men. They will kill him, and after three days, he will what? He will rise. So like, he told them that he was going to rise. Like, why? Why would they be surprised that he would rise? I, I... I couldn't figure that out. And I think the temptation to skip to Sunday robs us from having faith for Friday. Now, let me be super clear by what I mean when I'm talking about faith for Friday or super clear when I say we want to skip to Sunday. That means we want to skip to the good part. We want to skip to the, the, the moment where we're not sick anymore, we're not lonely anymore. And if you're sick, I pray that God will heal you. And if you're lonely, I pray that the Holy Spirit would, would comfort you. But what about having faith when you're sick? What about having faith when you're lonely? What about having faith on Friday? Mm. Yeah. Now, listen, I'm not going to preach long, so you got to listen fast, all right? <laughs> Mark, in fact, Laura told me, don't over-talk tonight. So... <laughs> I might not finish this thought. I'm going to save it. Maybe Sunday I'll come back to it. And don't forget Sunday, I want all of you to join us at 8, 9.30, and 11. Unless I get long at 9.30 and baptisms go long, we'll start at 11.15. I'm just joking. We're, we're going to start at 11. But what I want to share about this is this faith for Friday is um, it's so important. Um, it's so important because on Friday, right, Jesus died. Saturday is silent, and on Sunday, Jesus rose from the dead. Now, now, if you were Jesus, hypothetically speaking, okay, and I know you're not Jesus, and your, your spouse definitely knows you're not Jesus, all right? <laughs> but, but just hypothetically speaking, if you were Jesus, who would be the first person that you would appear to? Who'd be the first person? Would it be Elon Musk? I mean, right? You got 40 days on earth. You, you want your ministry to be financed right. $40 billion he offered for Twitter, right? Maybe, maybe the, or maybe, maybe you, you actually want to talk to the Apostle Peter. I mean, after all, he's going to give the first gospel presentation. So maybe you want to look over his outline. You want to do a preach-through with Peter. I don't know. But I think... The person who Jesus appeared to first tells us a lot about Friday. It tells us a lot about hope. It tells us a lot about resurrection. It tells us a lot about God. It tells us a lot about you and me. So, um, Emily, how about you read um, this verse from, from Mark 16? Before you read that, let me just tell you a little bit about Mark. Mark, Mark is like, he is like the gospel writer. He is so action-oriented. He's like G.I. Joe. Everything is immediately, <laughs> suddenly. I mean, it is so quick. The gospel of Mark is the first gospel. It's a 16-chapter elite training manual for all of those who are next level and wanting to know and follow Jesus. And Mark tells us the very first person that Jesus appeared to. We're going to start, we're going to start on Sunday, and then we're going to work our way back to Friday, okay? We're going to start on Sunday and then go back to Friday, which by the way, that's not a bad way to live. It's a good way to live, to live from Sunday, because you know what? 
Jesus wins. The reason, the reason that it's Good Friday is because I flipped to Sunday and I know that Jesus has it. It's resurrection. Right? All right, so we're going to start in Mark 16 and we're going to see who Jesus appeared to. Emily? Trembling and bewildered, the women went out. Now, wait, wait, who went out? The women went out. The women went out. All the women, praise hands right now. Come on, Jill. Oh, yeah. See that little girl right there, so cute. Hadassah, wonderful. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. So Mark gives us a clue. It's very interesting. Mark gives us a clue as to who Jesus is going to appear to. The women went out. But they didn't say anything. They stopped, and they were afraid. Now, in your Bible, you'll notice that verse 8 is the very last verse in the earliest manuscripts. You'll see that on your mobile device in your Bible. Verse 8 is the last verse in the earliest manuscripts of Mark's gospel. And I think this is very interesting because I think for a lot of us, that's where we stop. We stop in verse 8. We stop at the tomb where hope dies and fear begins. And don't allow fear to dictate and write the rest of your story. I feel so compelled to tell you tonight that fear cannot have the final word in your story. Fear is not, listen, fear is not the end of where your faith stops. Fear is not where your fruitfulness stops. Fear is not where favor stops. Fear is not where fellowship stops. Because we know that Jesus has already risen. And we can live with that power and that perspective. Amen? All right. So. Jesus, he is going to reveal himself to the very first person in Mark 16. Let's see who it is. Let's look at it together. When Jesus rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Elon Musk. Nope. (laughs) He appeared first. He didn't appear to Tiger Woods or LeBron James or Taylor Swift. He didn't appear to Kevin Hart. He didn't even appear to Aaron Rodgers. Definitely not Aaron Rodgers, all right? (laughs) I had to work that in. I worked on that manuscript right there. But to who? First to Mary Magdalene, which, by the way, that's not her last name. That's the place where she's from, from Magdala. And Scripture tells us that she actually was a quite quite wealthy woman who supported the ministry of Jesus, made the ministry go forward. She was the first one to see him come back to life. He appeared to her first, Scripture says, out of whom he had driven seven demons. Mm. Man, Jesus did a lot for Mary, and Mary did a lot for Jesus. But Mary... There was no way that she did as much for Jesus as Jesus had done for her. And how many of you know, that's why it's easy to trust Jesus because of how much he has done for us. How many of you know it is easy to serve Jesus because he has done everything for us? It's easy to give to Jesus because Jesus has given everything for us. Yeah, you can praise him for that. You can praise him for that. 
It's easy. It's easy to trust him and to love him. He paid it all. All to him I owe. He took away my sin and my shame. He purified me. He washed me. He cleansed me. He created me, and then he cleansed me. He's that good. That's why it's called Good Friday. This is who Jesus is. And he appeared first to to Mary Magdalene. Now, (laughs) I think it's um, really interesting. I asked myself this question. So why would he appear first to Mary Magdalene? I thought about that. But before I get there, I had a moment where I saw how much faith it takes to declare to a group of people who are uncertain and don't believe. Because when she appeared, now we're still in Sunday in Mark 16. When, she, when, when Jesus appeared to her, she went back to the disciples. Listen to what verse 10 says. She went and told those who had been with him and who were mourning and weeping. They had been with him. They had seen him feed the 5,000. They had seen him raise Lazarus. They had seen him take the, the man born blind. He had walked on water. He had calmed every storm. Like, they had been with him, and yet they were mourning and weeping. And when they heard that Jesus was alive, and that she had seen him, they did not, what? They did not believe it. Now, now, Nathan, can you imagine being with Jesus? How could they not believe they were? She told them that that he had risen. How, how, can you even imagine? I can imagine, yeah. Having faith, yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. Well, here's what you need to know. There are some people in the congregation did not believe me when I told them you actually had hair under all your hats that you were. It's here. Believe it when you hear it. (laughs) Believe. Some people thought there wasn't a back to my head. Yeah. (laughs) And really, that's the gospel of John. John tells us later on in John chapter 20 that these were written that you might believe that Jesus Christ is the Messiah and the Messiah being the Son of God. Believe. Do you believe it? So I'm not down on the disciples, by the way. You know why I'm not down on the disciples? Because, um, you know, it's so easy to quote the promises of God until our life circumstances contradict the promises. Hmm. It's so easy. We quote things like, God is good. All the time. And all the time. God is good. That's real cute until you get into a real big fight with the devil and he gouges one of your eyes out. You can't see straight. He smacks you upside the head. You're so confused. You, you can't think straight. You can't see. You, you're so, it disrupts the flow of your faith. So I'm not down on the disciples. The question that I want to ask is, how, did, how did, did Mary have faith for Friday? And I think she had faith for Friday because she, she could stare down Friday with confidence. This message is for somebody who's in a Friday. This message is for somebody who right now, your faith is weak. 
You're looking at something and you're sitting in this room and you're thinking to yourself, you know what, I'm not sure I really have the faith to oversee what's going on in my life. I'm weak right now. I'm hurting right now. I'm struggling. This message is for somebody who's in a Friday. And when I looked at scripture, I, I think, I believe I found the answer as to why Mary was the first one that Jesus appeared to. Now we're going to go back to Friday, okay? There's Sunday, now we're going to go back to Friday, the evening that we're talking about. Mark 15, 46 says this. So Joseph brought some linen cloth, took down the body, wrapped it in linen, and placed it in a tomb cut out of the rock. Then he rolled a stone against the entrance of the tomb. Mary Magdalene and Mary, mother of Joseph, saw where he was laid. Imagine that moment for a second. Imagine Jesus had died. They had taken his body down. They prepared the body. They wrapped it in linen. And then they placed, Joseph, uh, they placed Jesus in a borrowed tomb. The tomb belonged to Joseph of Arimathea. And the reason that it was borrowed is because Jesus wasn't going to need it for a long time. <laughs> right? Right? Now, now, can I just pause here and, and say something? For all the Christians, for all the believers, for all the faithful, there's a lesson here for us. Mm. <laughs> Your fear is living on borrowed time. Yeah. Your anxiety is living on borrowed time. Yeah. Your situation, <laughs> borrowed time. So whatever you're facing on a Friday, you can flip it to Sunday. Listen, we don't live from Friday. We live from Sunday so that when we go through a Friday, we have faith. Yeah. We're the people of faith. We're the kind of, listen, I love having faith. I love speaking favor in Fridays. I love speaking to people who are down, who are worn out, beat up, and say, you know what? God's got it. He's got faith for you. Jesus came back to life for you. There's faith in that. I love that. So here's why I think that Jesus appeared first to Mary. She, she was the one who saw Jesus first because what did I just tell you? Who was at the tomb when the stone was rolled against it, Mary Magdalene. And then Mary Magdalene was the first one to see Jesus. Now, listen, my friends. You cannot, you cannot, you cannot expect resurrection. In fact, I would rephrase that. You cannot receive resurrection until you have accepted death. We all want to skip to Sunday. We all want to say, God, fix it, fix it, fix it. And, and everybody's it is different. Fix my marriage, fix my finances, fix, fix my kids, fix it. Some of you right now on a Friday, you got little lizards running around your head. You got fear running around your head. You got shame. You got seven demons from your past that are following you. And you know what? You know what I love about Mary Magdalene? What a testimony. Maybe God doesn't love people less 
who have more wrong with them. Maybe God's grace is just greater. Maybe the more demons you got, more of an opportunity for Jesus to show up and to set us free. Yeah. Amen? <laughs> hmm. And so, as we come to the table of communion, the Lord's Supper tonight, the question that I want to ask you is simply this. What's dead? What's dead in your life? Can you accept it? Can you accept it? And I believe that's what's going to give you faith on this Friday. Because you know resurrection. Because you know Sunday is coming. Sunday is coming. Mm. So it's okay to take what's dead and accept it on Friday. Mm. Jesus died for our Friday. Mm. He died on Friday. So if you want to get the elements this time, Thursday evening was the night of Passover in the upper room and Jesus, he took the bread and he broke it and he said, this is my body that has been broken for you. He said, do this in remembrance of me. Let's go ahead and eat the bread together. Then he took the cup and he said, this cup, this juice symbolizes my blood. My blood will forgive you of your sin for the remission of your sins. See, when Jesus died on the cross, he just didn't cover your sin. He cleansed you from sin. Mm -hmm. Scripture says that he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquity. The punishment that was upon him brought us peace. By his stripes, we are healed. Isaiah 53, 5. The Apostle Paul says this, that he who was without sin became sin so that you and I could become the righteousness of God. Wow. Whoa, you talk about faith for a Friday? Just let that wash over you. You're favored by God. If you are in Christ, you are his righteousness because of what Jesus Christ has done. That's why we gather tonight. That's powerful, friends. So can we take and drink the cup together? And I just, in this moment, if you just quietly, Emily in a moment is going to sing a song over you. It's called Remembrance. It's a beautiful song. We remember 
and we live our life as a remembrance. But before we get there, I just feel like the Holy Spirit wants us to pause just another moment, and I want to bring that question up to you again. What's dead in your life? What's dead in your life? So I just want you to bow your head. I want you to just close your eyes. Can you name it? Maybe it's a friendship, a relationship. I think something so gone, so past you. Area of your marriage. It's a child who wayward. And you, you wonder, I did everything right. It just feels like they're just spiritually dead. You buried someone. It was a literal death. And right now, you're facing grief head on. You're so lonely. What's dead? Jesus died for what's dead in your life. He wants to bring it to life. So tonight, we have the opportunity to remember his death, his life for us.